Openers rolling. Yeah, the song's funny. We make fun of you in the song. We make fun of every guest in the song. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to wait to hear it, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it in the opening because you're gonna have to explain it because that's what everybody thinks about you. <laughs> Ten seconds. I'm not sure I like this anymore. <laughs> Three, two. One. What's up, Trash Talkers? What's up, Gruntworks Nation? Hey, happy Saturday. Cheers to everybody. All right, shout out to our sponsors, because he's actually in the room with me today, Ventura Training and Athletics. Okay, so it's muscle activation, and uh, he works on me, does it for free because I'm a veteran, and, and, you know, he likes me, I guess. Um, so that's cool. If you're a veteran and you're in Ventura, go see him. Okay, he'll work on you for free, and it's the best stuff out there. I don't know if you watch uh, golf. But Pretty big-time golfer benefited okay, from that, didn't he, NAT, Nick? And he drives the ball 60 yards further than everybody now. All right. It's, what, chiropractic for the muscles? Yeah. That's a good All right. So they don't readjust your bone. They readjust your muscle because the muscle is what's pulling everything. And uh, he's really successful at it. We're really happy to have him here. Also, a shout-out to Ted Bob Whiskey. All right. They give us free booze. So we, so we say this. And uh, so go ahead and put in VTT in the code and get your discount. And then, of course, uh, Cardinal Financial, old Captain Farkas out in Hawaii. All right. So he does, uh, you know, gives us some money and he'll help you out with a VA loan. And he's, you know, he's really successful. And just go on our partners page, click on him. He'll tell you, he will, he'll just tell you if you're getting a good deal or not. All right. If he can help you, he'll help you. But otherwise, so just make sure you're not getting hosed over. So he's a really good guy and he'll do that on his own time. So on the show today, all right, we got JC. All right. Um, Awesome guy. We'll introduce him in a minute. He has to wait his time and listen to us talk about him first. Uh, so in this song, all right, when we introduced him, pretty much if you don't know who he is, he's on TED Talk. He's wrote some books, all right, and uh, started some companies. He'll get into all that. But pretty much when you watch him, he's the Dr. Phil of the Army, all right? So it's, you know, when you watch Dr. Phil... Hey, Dr. Phil's a cool dude, got, man. He's got a woman on there who's getting beat up by her husband, you know, and Dr. Phil's like, so the problem is, is you beat up your wife and you call her fat. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop beating her up and then we're going to stop calling her fat. All right. And, and the room goes nuts. It's like, holy, how does he, how does he know that? How does he do that? So when you watch the TED talk, uh, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Glick uh, is a phenomenal speaker. Um, I, I picked up right away what he was putting down. And uh, he was referred to us by old Colonel Rob. So that being said, the book of Earl is going to be a short one today. I know you guys all want to hear it because it's, it's wisdom, you know, and you all better from hearing the book of Earl. Like Joe has, Joe has come, you know, light years and in the year that we've been talking now of just not being so triggered all the time. All right. It's okay to get triggered, but it's not okay to be a pansy. All right. So don't be a triggered pansy. It's, it's okay to get mad about stuff, but once you start becoming destructive, Cut it out. All right. It's, it's Dunsky's. Just get over it. Um, so we were talking, man. I was like, what am I going to do for the book of Earl? And I, you know, I'm like, I'm not even going to do a book of Earl. I got Jeff, daddy fat pockets, right, right here. Okay. So he, I don't know if you guys, uh, did you ever work for uh, Colonel Evans, General Evans? Oh, no, I knew Marcus. We, we served together in third battalion. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he was our battalion commander. Got it. And, uh, he would have Jeff do the safety brief. In Christopher Walken's voice. Oh, um, I forgot about that, Jeff. <laughs> so he's going to do the Book of Earl, except ask Christopher Walken. Jeff, oh, oh my, I can't wait, Jeff. Don't let me down. 
guys, listen, the only reason I made staff sergeant in the army was because I could do this voice. <laughs> you know how many push-ups I got out of? It was amazing. Sergeant, I can't, I can't possibly get down on the ground. That's, that's for grunts. What do you think this is? Anyways, I like to tell a story. It's a previous war, Vietnam. I was a helicopter pilot, 1967. We lifted off from the carrier. We got over the water. This gauge flipped the 180. Now, standard operating procedures they teach you in the academy is to unbuckle, stand up, grab the back of your knees, bend over as far as you can, kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> There's three ways to put a bird in the water. The first is dead on, kills everybody inside. It's not a good idea. The second <laughs> is you can turn it left, which makes it harder for you to get out, or you can turn it right, which makes it harder for your co-pilot to get out. So I turned it right. <laughs> we hit the water. There was three of us in there. Two of us get to the surface. My co-pilot, nowhere to be found. Finally, he surfaces after a minute, looks me dead in the eyes and says, you motherfucker. <laughs> so there you have it. There's the book of Earl. And if you're ever flying. Oh, out, man, that was good. Had a crash, <laughs> crash on the side that you can get out and your co-pilot can't. So that's oh. what I think we took from that one. So, <laughs> oh, my God, Jeff, I, Jeff, I would have freaking muted. I would have muted if I wasn't laughing that hard, man. I, I wanted the audience to get the laughs, but I would have interrupted you. Dude, I was just dying. I just choked. Uh, that's perfect. Um, thanks for letting me follow that, Nick. It's a good setup. Uh, anyways, you know, we had a we had a show last night. We did a little UFC pick them, and Nick said, uh, you know, he always tells me, Soapbox Joe, what triggered you this week? Well, um, <laughs> they just did it again. I live down the street from a fire station, okay? And I could light that notebook on fire, call 911, and have enough people to film a freaking Hollywood movie or a Chicago fire on CBS with the amount of trucks that they send out. So my message is this. It's, it, listen, it's like Daniel Tosh says, I've got the solutions. You won't help. That's the problem. Uh, stop overreacting to everything. And, and, and it, the spotlight rangery, and yes, I just said spotlight rangery, was yeah, that's, that's so new. thick. Rangery. was so thick I had to brush it away from my face. It's like, dude, what are you in all that gear for, bro? There's a truck over there smoking. What are you running with a freaking full kit on like your EOD to this? Like, calm down, Chester. Like, relax. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing going on. I get it. You're bored. Okay. But when I'm doing a freaking podcast and there's a vehicle that's steaming and you send the fucking like third brigade by my door and Nick's sitting there going, Joe's letting people die. He lives in a neighborhood where people get shot. Listen to all these people getting killed over there. And I'm just like, I can't do anything about it. Just sat there while people are burning. Just sit there. Sit, right. While this, while this old F-150 farm truck was smoking from the freaking, because they cracked the block on it or something. And the whole freaking country comes to shut it down. So anyway, stop overreacting. And when you are overreacting, just know, and I know our guests, Nick and Jeff, can all agree with me on this one, and Buddy would too. When you're spotlight rangering, there's a veteran, and he's watching. You're not fooling anybody. There's somebody that's standing back there going, oh, man, I just want to get my freaking 
Corona and check out if this asshole says one more stupid thing, I'm going to have to correct him. And it's like, that's what I want to do at 40 years old with a month old son. But like, uh, stolen Valor, like, just do just stop doing it. Like, calm down. Be yourself. You signed up to go fight like we did. Great. OK, listen, you got my respect. But don't start putting people's stories out there with your name inserted so you have a cool deployment story. Like Shit like that kills me. I don't know where I got from fire to that, Yeah, you, but I guess there. that's me being triggered. <laughs> that's just me going where I'm going. But um, it would be awesome if I could stick to the script, roll it into our master sergeant buddy, who I would like to say inspired that soapbox because he because his disdain for the public is so palpable. And it's like weaving through a minefield as to how many idiots you're going to run into a day. And I get it. I, I completely get it. It's like, you know, I just want my headphones on my head down. Don't bother. Um, so I'd like to thank buddies. Uh, honesty caps for fueling my triggeredness to the point where um, I had to do it. Something that mirrored the way buddy presents it. So if buddy's not fighting in a parking lot somewhere, I'll turn it over to him. Otherwise I'm really excited about our guests. So uh, Nick, I'm going to throw it back to you. Um, Buddy, do I need to pop the red star closer? Where are you at? Yeah, so again, Dave's not on the show today either. He is uh, doing dad work, and that's uh, that's the number one priority, always. All right, so uh, take care of your family, take care of your kids. Um, it says that, that winded me. I think my quote, and as a platoon sergeant, I was yelling at a guy, and it stuck forever to everybody in the unit. When I was like, "Be a man and feed your fucking kids," All right? So like. I didn't realize that it was going to take off, but it did. So everybody just kept saying it for like the next year. You know, it's like, are you being a man? Are you feeding your kids? But, um, you know, yeah, so we got Buddy. And then, so Dave's taking care of his family. And then uh, Buddy's son is fighting judo right now. So Jiu-Jitsu. is that how you say it? He's fighting judo. Uh, he is fighting I, I, somebody I'm... else in a judo format. Um, like, I think that works. So hopefully he comes back on because Buddy is you know, in a judo format, like it's words XL. <laughs> but Buddy is part of the talent of this show. Uh, he helps carry it. So hopefully he gets back on and, and does one of his funny honesty caps. Uh, any special forces. So everybody wants to listen to him, even no matter what he says. Uh, but hey, we got JC on. And uh, one of the things that, so the Grunt Works people watching, for your first time watching, there was a lot of you. There's about 60 of you watching. It's pretty cool. Um, we're here to, to, to lower the veteran suicide rate to below the national average. That's, that's pretty much our goal, right? And like I said, we started this podcast as our own therapy. And we do it for ourselves. And it ended up becoming pretty powerful to where people were really reaching out to us and wanting to come on the show and wanting to tell some of their war stories. Wanting to, and then we're like, why don't we just promote veteran-owned businesses? Because the whole system of suicide... All right. It's not just one thing, but I keep saying it over and over again. Everybody in, in, in English language is linear, right? So if this will help this, this will help that. It's like, no, it's a whole complex system, right? And there's lots of things. All right. Some people are in a lot of pain, right? Some people have tremendous, you know, deals with depression and PTSD. All right. We didn't even cover the MST. We didn't even understand it. And now, and now we're covering that. All right. We have Leah. So make sure you watch her show. She does the female warrior edition. And she has extremely brave warriors on there that are telling their story. And it's really uncomfortable to listen to, right? So it's just, you just have to do it. That's, that's what's going to help fix that as well, is people actually listening to the stories that have happened to our warriors. And it happened in uniform, all right? And it's freaking disgusting to us, all right? And like I said, as a first sergeant, I have the company there. And I have them in front of me. I go, look, 
here's your sharp brief. If I find out you fucking hurt one of my family members, I'll kill you. Okay. That, that's that simple. If you're a predator, get the fuck out. We're going to find you. All right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what our mission is. And we get the opportunity to have Lieutenant Colonel retired who I've linked up through old Colonel Robinson. Colonel Robinson comes on here and he's the mad Colonel What's up, Colonel Rob. for a half hour. So it's fun. Um, but that's how we got linked up. And he's a very successful author, uh, inspirational, motivational speaker. He's on Ted talk. Uh, and I'll turn it over to him. He run, he has a company and he also works for something else. So, um, I think, uh, Chris can put that logo up. So welcome to the show, JC, uh, tell us, uh, about your service a little bit and then, uh, you know, what it's your floor is yours, promote your business, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Well, well, thank you. And, and actually what I want to talk about is, is what you started this, what you started this for, because it's certainly part of my story. Um, so I was, I was fortunate. I did 20 years, um, did 11 combat tours. Wow. Um, mostly with the, the regiment or the asymmetric warfare group. Um, uh, finished off as the director after battalion command. I was the director of uh, the fitness school, the TRADOC leadership school, and the um, resiliency school. And, um, you know, since then I, I got out and, you know, I maybe we can talk about, you know, transition, but I always say I went through three transitions, right? There's the transition where you stopped deploying, and that's that was the toughest for me. 100%. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I had three suicide attempts uh, during that transition. Um, and then there's a transition where you take off the uniform. And quite honestly, that, that was the easiest one for me, right? Um, I did everything the right way, right? I prepped in enough time. I got an offer. I was a partner for a leadership company. Um, I was writing the book, the book came, like everything went really well. Um, but I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. I, I knew, I knew how to be in the army and I thought, and we all think, I think in the veteran space, like there's nothing we can't do. And that's good. That's a, that's a plus. That's, that's certainly awesome. But the truth is there's a lot we don't know. It's like going into Afghanistan or Iraq and not understanding the culture and not understanding like, and sometimes not knowing the culture can get you killed, right? Hey, we know sure. that they don't have doormats in Iraq. So if you see a doormat, it's probably a pressure plate, right? Not knowing the culture can get you killed in combat. That's a great point. So we're really thoughtful about that. But we we rushed back into the civilian world after being inculcated in in a in a uh, in a culture that's very very different, right? Not not good, different, or bad, different, just different, right? I'm not saying. I am the first guy to say civilians are not worse than us or better than us. They're just, they have different experiences in us and there's goodness in those and there's badness in those and there's goodness in what we have and badness in what we have. And so, so that second transition, I think if you look on paper and you look, you know, on social media and you look, and if you were looking at bank accounts, you'd be like, wow, that was great. It wasn't, it was, it was me riding what I had done. And I didn't really fully, I took off the uniform, but I didn't change the mindset. And then I think I've really just completed kind of my third transition. And in between my second and my third was my fourth suicide attempt. And it was a question of connection and recognizing, holy crap, I, I don't know what I don't know. 
you know, and, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, butter your biscuits here, but, you know, I talk in the, in my first, in my first book, I dedicated to every NCO I ever served with because NCOs taught me how to lead correctly. Okay. NCOs not only lead down, but they have to lead parallel and they have to lead up, right? They're the only ones that do that. And they're great at it or the good ones are great at it. They're shitty ones, just like they're shitty officers. Um, but in the army, I had somebody, I had usually a whole bunch of folks, men and women who I could kind of rely on when I started to get lost, right? Hey, Lieutenant, you need to go this way. Hey, sir, I don't think that's a great idea. You know, hey, I know you're a battalion commander, but this is fucking stupid. Don't do that. You don't have that. When you go off into the, into the, into the world, you lose that. And, and that was really hard for me. And it, it, there was some good stuff that came out of that third transition. Like I'm, I'm relooking at, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs at, at the base. Maslow says it's, you know, these physiological needs, right? Water, air, bullshit. That's incorrect. That's a totally separate category. I think at the root of all human requirements is connection. We have to connect with people. And one of the reasons that veterans tend to gravitate towards other veterans is it's easy, right? We, there, there's a shared language, there's a shared culture, there's a shared understanding. And what we have to get to is I think a lot of these, these suicide attempts, and mine, mine were not lack of connection. Well, probably the fourth one was. My first three were just feeling like I wasn't gonna do whatever I was made to do again, right? I mean, I, I got to do exactly what I think I was made to do. I did my dream job. I did it in the dream environment and I enjoyed every single minute of it, regardless of the cost. And, and there was a cost. Um, and I think that what we have to do is you're absolutely right. The, the, the looking at veteran suicide, look, we know that, what is it? It's, it's like 3.5% of the population is gonna commit suicide. So we know that within our formations, it's 3.5 or less. That that's we're, we can't get rid of that, but we've got to we've got to lower the number, and it, it can only be done in a holistic way. We know that it has to do with physical fitness. You know, we've 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 got to maintain our physical fitness even when we get out because we know that impacts all the parts of the brain. You know that control emotion, control empathy you know, that, that help our, our cognitive decision, complex decision-making processes. We know that it's gotta be, there's gotta be some mindfulness there and being present. And we know that there's gotta be connection. And, you know, my concern is that there's, there has not been a national call now, there's been a national call. There has not been any national action to really affect that number, right? We'll do 22 push-ups a day. Pardon my language, but fucking, so you just did 22 push-ups. You made us aware. You know, I, I, I wrote an article. It, it was the only article I've ever had that went viral. It was about the NFL players kneeling, right? And it, it went viral because no, no matter who read it, I was a shitbird, right? Because you that basically- You people with that topic. Yeah, so I said- I, I, you know, if you were on the, if you were on the player side, I, 
I called him out. And if you were, you know, a stand for your flag guy, I said, I don't care what you do on the flag. That's your relationship with the flag. It doesn't bother me. What, but my point was now that you've knelt and you've got our attention, let's talk about what you want to talk about instead of talking about kneeling for the flag. You got to do something. Nothing ever gets done by kneeling. You got our attention. Now you got to stand up and lead us. Tell us where you want us to go. And I got no problem with that. Well, you can do 22 push-ups. Great. Now stand up and tell us what you want us to lift. What do we have to do to start making a difference in veterans' lives? And, um, you know, that's been something, you know, so, so I'm working with this new company now called Moth and Flame. And they do virtual reality. Uh, the Air Force just bought onto it. Um, where you work not, not with some avatar in a virtual reality world, but a real, there's another person that you're talking to and it's voice recognition. So what you say to that, if you go in the wrong direction, it triggers them and spins them off and you end up, the guy ends up killing himself. And if you say the right, if you're doing it correctly, so it's role-playing with a, with a human and, and you're interacting. You're having a conversation you're making. So let's go back to that connection piece. You're making that connection. And then it's easier to make the connection when you really have to have those hard conversations. And, um, you know, they've been doing it with the Air Force now for, for a little while. And now I'm trying to get the Army on board because we got to do this. Yeah, we had some guests on from Neuroflow and they decided to uh, sponsor uh, uh, Leah's show. And so we thank them for that and Neuroflow. But the same thing, they, you know, they're in the Air Force and there are a bunch of West Point officers that got out that yep. are doing this and they can't get an army. It's yep. like, wait, like if the Air Force is buying it, I mean, anybody who's been in an Air Force base, you know, I was, when I was at 6th RTB, you know, stationed at Eglin, you know, yep. they thought we were all assassins, even though we were just ranger instructors. But like everything was really nice there, right? And everybody was really nice to you. And, and when I, I went to the, the, the track to do some PT, and I'm watching these three guys run around the track and there's three civilians in, in jumpsuits, you know, like athletic gear. And I'm like, what are you guys? Like, oh, well, we're their trainer. I'm like, you, they, they, they each have a trainer. And he, yeah, this, this is how we do it. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but we say it on our show, it's what we did it. Uh, and I, I hope I can spin up the Gruntworks people up here that are watching. Uh, they shut our page down. We were going viral. We got to 39,000 people and we were putting on 500 an hour. And it was literally what you said it was a community that was getting brought together and what also what you said that we 100 we keep saying on the show is is that national call out all right get some skin in the game do something about it so that's what we decided to do we decided to do something about it and we had the community going people were on there saying hey i'm having a bad day right yeah. it's a lot of funny memes hilarious and then hey i'm having then the page would come to life you saw that the whole community just shift just instantly and it was we saved lives and, it, and it's a fact like i know one of them's watching right now we had testimonials that said so uh, yeah mark's watching he uh you know he was gonna kill himself and our page he's like his wife said hey your page saved him you know and because uh, he could get on there and talk and you posted something on linkedin i wanted you to talk about if you don't mind jc yeah um which i i, I talked about last week about being disenfranchised as veterans yeah. and you know, we, we own some of that because it's the veterans that Joe talked about that are, are doing stupid shit. All right. But they just lump us all into one category. 
So the news says 33% of the rioters were veterans. 33% of them are linked to extremist organizations. So we got to do the math here. We're infantry guys. 33% of the 33%, like, wait, that's not that many people, right? And it's like, right, but now we're all extremists. We all suck, right? And we own that. We also have to own the veteran suicide. I don't think Facebook kicked us off because they said they don't understand veteran lingo. They just don't get it. I, when, I, when I told the story about stepping on the guy's head that shot Joe, that got taken down for inciting violence, right? And then we had a guy say, cheers, devil dogs on the Marine Corps birthday. And that got taken down for bullying, you know? And it was like, well, this page isn't going to work. So we started another one. Our, our, our professional page is still up, but I wanted you to talk about that, about what, what can we do as veterans to like, to help stop the stigma? You know, like, what do we have to do? If, if, if you can answer that. And then we'll get the buddy after that, because he's back. Well, actually, I think this is, you know, I don't know that I have any answers. I think this is a great conversation for all of us to have, right? And this is something that we should all be talking about as veterans is, you know, what can we own and what can we ask others for, right? Because we can't expect people to understand. Um, the, the one thing that I think we need to own is we, we've got to assimilate better into, into our environment after we, after we separate. Um, keep the things, the, the, the principles and the ideas that made you successful in combat, made you successful in the military, you can hold on to those, but you have to adapt them to, to the civilian world, right? Because it's different. It's a different culture. You can't act, you know, when you're doing a, uh, a, a leader engagement in Afghanistan, you can't do it the way you would go down to the you know, Legion Hall and do an engagement there. It's different. So we have to, we have to get in our mindset that we, we have to adapt to the environment that we're in. And you can't just say, well, you know, they just don't get it. And you know, I've, I've worked with a couple of veterans who are like, well, they don't understand. They think I'm too military. Well, are you? I mean, are you? What about you do they think is military? And, and have those conversations. I think that, you know, we isolate ourselves again, if we're trying to get connection, we isolate ourselves by that kind of language. Like they don't, when it's us versus them, it, it's you're isolating and, and you don't have that platoon, that squad, that company to, to fall back on anymore. So now you're just self-isolating and you find yourself alone. And I think we need to own that a little bit because I think there's, there's, there's a lot of bravado in that kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, they just don't get it. They're soft. They're weak. They're, they're different. They're just different. And I don't know that they're softer than us. I don't know that they're weaker than us. I just think they're different than we are. And the things that have shaped them are different than the things that have shaped us. And I think, you know, I'm not always a, a Grossman fan, but I do like the idea that Grossman uh, shares about the lions, wolves, and sheep. Uh, lions, I'm sorry, sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Sheepdogs see the beauty in the sheep, right? And we tend to think sheep is a negative term. I, I don't think it's a negative term. You know, it, it just means no capacity for violence. And there's beauty in sheep right? I mean, artists and teachers and, 
you know, the, the people that you interact with on a daily basis, because they do not have a capacity for violence is something to actually admire them for. And, and as they usually admire people who have a capacity for violence. And we have to know that that's admired and kind of say, but that's part of who I was and the things that still work, I continue on. Um, so I think the first thing is let's assimilate into our environment and let's, let's help them understand who we are, not that we can't change, but who, you know, what we've come from. Like I still get in, in speeches, people say, so when did you see your family if you were living in the barracks? I mean, they think of that, you know, as Lieutenant Colonel, I lived in barracks because that's, they watched movies. That's what they see. And so, so teaching them and then explaining to them, you know, hey, sometimes we just want to talk and you probably, I don't know that Anybody who's even close to us who hasn't done the things that we've gotten to do truly understands what we're going through. So what difference does it make if we're talking to somebody else who doesn't understand? Let's just talk to them and, you know, not for sympathy, let them be empathetic. Uh, but, you know, we've got to learn from each other. Yeah, for sure. So when I was, a, you know, a hard charging, you know, staff sergeant, you know, passing buddy in the ranks, even though he was in 20 years before me, uh, not, not a big deal. Um, but so welcome back, buddy. Uh, I'd, I'd throw one punch at you. Not, not a huge yeah. deal, but uh, we, uh, I think we, I think we just went different paths. You went the path of the, uh, you assimilated with some sheep. Uh, <laughs> the... um, no, buddy's internet's kind of jacked up right now. It's okay. Um, now I lost my, my, my train of thought, but it was. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Let me touch on something JC said. Yeah. I, I, so I think okay. it's, um, I think the way I, I think the term that he used that we have not used on our show and I haven't heard in a while is assimilation. And I think that what um, you can't put Can you enough it? emphasis, um, probably not, not off, not off the rip, but uh, assimilation. <laughs> um, what is it? I never mind. I'm not going to try, but I'm, I think I'm close. But um, without that, um, you can't use your military service for gasoline in the civilian world. It's going to hamper you. It's going to hamper you. If you try to apply Thank your reaction. Exactly. If you try to, if you try to respond the way you did when you were in the service, you're in their world. Now they didn't join the service and say, Hey, we're going to change things. You don't have to really care for their way of doing things, but you've got to assimilate like JC said, or you'll drive yourself nuts. I've worked commercial construction. I've been on the civilian side. Swing and hammers. Work with a lot of work with a lot of veterans. Work with a lot of civilians, and they can all be gigantic pains in the ass or or assets. It's all dependent on how you assimilate. So I'm going to keep on beating that term because it's 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 a it's the perfect term. That is what it is. Is that trying to explain ourselves, trying to explain our situation to civilians is like pushing a rope uphill. It's it just it's a wasted effort. It's like the fight against uh, legal, uh, keeping marijuana illegal. Like it totally wasted time. Don't do that. Okay. Cause they're not going to get it. All right. My, there's things my parents will never hear about. And it's just because it's not something you can recreate through imagination. You had to have been there. So you've got to talk to guys who are there. I, I tell your mom Mitch everything. And I, I tell yeah, your mom everything you do. See, and, and, and JC right now, they're probably thinking, did he just say that? And that's like, yes, we're veterans. That's how we talk. I made so, fun of his mother. 
I agree with the assimilation part, but I also say when it comes to therapy, close the freaking close, close the doors. And we need to do this ourselves because we can't involve them and expect them to be the solution to a problem they've never experienced. So I call it veteran on veteran therapy. It's not my trademark, but that's what we call what we do. And it's almost identical to the theory, you know, of, of what you're talking about, JC. So, um, Love the fact that you're on the show and, and, and the way you could put a different spin on us reaching the same end point. Um, yeah. Jeff brought up a good point. Jeff, say that point about uh, being a victim. Yeah, you don't use your servitude as a way to be a victim of it. Um, I, I see that way too much in our community. Um, that I feel I feel bad for the things that I did that was in service to others. It's like you can't feel bad about that, and they and they owe you absolutely nothing for that, by the way. Um, and they take care of us. I mean, the VA is there. It's not the greatest thing, but it is better than nothing. And so don't, don't just be a victim of, of the fact that you served and gave away years of your life. That was the point of your servitude. So, yeah. so that's, that's awesome that you say that because the other uh, article that I've gotten trashed over was in Havoc Journal and it was stop thanking me for my service. And all I said was, I know it comes from a good place and I appreciate it. And I always say it was my honor and I, and I understand, but it's not necessary because that's what I wanted to do. It's like, do you go thank the garbage man every time you see, I do because everybody always thanks me. So I go, Hey man, thanks for doing what you're doing, but it's not necessary. It's not, it's, it's, we, we, we have, but I got destroyed by the veteran community because like, I want to be thanked. I should be thanked. And I'm like, holy shit. No, you signed up. You got paid. You did your job. It was a great job. Holy shit. Who gets paid to jump out of airplanes? You know, like fast rope. Not like, a lot of people because most of them are legs. Yeah, legs suck. We don't like legs. Um, I well, hope. The, uh, the, the, so I, I think um, I was talking to somebody the other day. And and, and here's the thing. You know, we, we, we bitch and whine and moan about, quote, unquote, the media and all these other people. And it's I, I don't think when we say the veteran community wants to be thanked, I know more people than I than that not that don't like to be thanked, but just get put in an awkward position. Like, what do you say to that? Okay, I mean, you're welcome. Like I, I did it because I wanted to, like you just just like you said, I did it because I wanted to, and I did it because my boys were doing it. I was doing hood, hood rat shit with my boys. It doesn't have anything to do with what you want to like thank me for. But there is a smaller, much louder segment of our community that does want thank yous, that does want a free meal at Cracker Barrel or freaking Golden Corral or wherever, that does want the- I'm not paying for the extra fries at Red Robin. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. Give me my discount. No No way. Give me my discount. But but the guys that are like, you know, Nick jokes about the, the guys that, you know, get upset like oh you don't give a veterans discount like no those like, videos are hilarious I to, that i make I listened to, so I listened to people oh. in, in fort bragg and in fort campbell and fort benning bitch about not getting a veterans discount like dude you live in a military town if they gave a veterans discount they would literally go out of business you're a moron everyone here is a veteran shut up buy your nails and go do whatever it is you do. That's not even my honesty cap anyway, but I feel like there's- <laughs> Go a, with there's it. Go right into your honesty cap. 
Go with it. I feel like I feel like we uh I feel like we advertise shitty people and don't advertise positive people enough in in all walks of life for our community regular americans there's there's plenty of people that are helping other people out there are plenty of veterans that are getting out assimilating doing what they're supposed to do working being quiet doing their thing and just like keeping it like and and people don't even know they're veterans they're like they find out like how many stories have you heard of of dudes that they're like wait you were you were an sf guy you were a ranger you were this you were that they're like oh yeah 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 now I'm not. Now I'm now I'm a CEO of a business. Now I'm uh, the manager of this or the manager of that. The things that the army taught you that you're supposed to be taking into the civilian world are be where you're supposed to be in the right uniform at the right time. After that, like, like you're not going to be able to go to a construction site and start going, oh, you don't like what I'm saying? I'm going to counsel you or we're going to go out and we're going to do some wall to wall counseling. That's not going to work. First of all, you don't even know who your wall-to-wall kid. This dude might might cut you. You might get cut out here messing around with these fools. Anywho, that being said, you know you're not going to be able to do that. But if you go there at the right time, you show the right example of what you're supposed to be doing. That's called leadership at some point. And then it and it, you move forward from there, and then you start getting bigger jobs. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, can I even throw up my honesty cap on real quick? Yeah, you have the hat on. You have the hat oh, on, please. Too? I left it, but oh. one day, I don't know. I don't know one fucking day, buddy. Have, an hour and you forgot. I don't know. Okay. Well, hold on. I don't know if any of you have kids or kids that like do combative sports, but I just went to my first jujitsu tournament with my son. Right. I thought baseball moms were out of control. I thought wrestling moms were out of control. These combatives moms, these moms, these moms are talking about shut the shit out of them, Billy. Get it, sink it in, take it back. Arm bar, pop it. If he doesn't tap, break his arm. Billy, Jesus. if he gives you an ankle, you make him walk with a cast. That's it. Like these chicks, They're and nuts. they look just like your basic sports mom, but they they are. They got some. They got some demons in them. They need. They make their own show to get the demons out. They're, they're for real. They're not messing around. Like they want blood out here. Out here in these streets, they want blood. Anyway, that's my honesty, Cap. Uh, yeah, that, uh, was that was continue. good. No, hey, how do you, how did he do, buddy? How did he do? Hey, so uh, is he like beginner first time? Is he like no, this is very I, I beat Joe. This is his very first tournament. Like he and he just started uh, doing jujitsu about three or four months ago. It's his very mm-hmm. first tournament. He got beef both times, and then got upset. And but it, you know, I think that we don't look at we and, and you know maybe maybe a little lesson for uh, the veteran community that we look at getting beat or 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 not winning, especially our first time out as a failure. And it's not. You learn. You learn every time you go out. So we got to have a little talk about the. Uh, about learning and about you know the next time next time you uh next time you arm bar him or, or maybe i start yelling louder like kill him kill him quinn kill him tell maybe him tell him, to, oh, wait, wait, tell him to keep yeah. keep going and eventually way. he's gonna be able to deliver out some of those ass whoopings That's right, what, look, i mean so what you gotta look, tell him look here's the thing he's gonna keep going because he's got a mullet going 
You can't, show, show, you show, can't rock a show. mullet and not know how to armbar somebody. Let's see it. Let's see his mullet. Dude, check out this mullet. Look at this flow. Look at this flow back here. That is do you awesome. Brush that, do you put mane and tail on that and brush that with a verticoli? Yeah, hey, tell your boy. Oh, tell your boy. He's, um, he's Joe's on the show too, so I love telling the story every day because Joe likes it. Um, we did. Uh, we were doing uh, combatives and uh, we got paired up with each other, and one of us walked away. All right, the other one didn't. All right, Joe, I separated his shoulder, and the fight lasted about thirty seconds. And that's just the way it is. I mean, but look at him now. He grew up. He's blossomed. He took that loss. Yeah, tell him how right, I did my next loss. tell him tell him how I did my next tournament. Next. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he ended up winning the entire company one. I opted out because I retired. I retired after uh I beat him. So I, I couldn't I, pay him I, to get back on the map, buddy. He wouldn't do it. Joe in hey, you remember uh, you remember having Matt Johnson on the show? Matt Johnson and I used to roll for hours on our first deployment. Towards the end of it, I got him into an arm bar. He tapped. I retired also. I told him I was the champion. Would never fight him again. And to this day, it's literally been 20 years. I call him and I'm like, hey, remember that time I became the champion? And still reigning champion? Not a huge deal. Yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin was trying, Kevin was trying to hype a rematch. Um, what I was going to say when I was a hard charger, you know, staff sergeant, I was, I was getting mad when I heard steward of the profession. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, I'm like, don't they pay me? They pay me to kill people. That's what I do. Fucking professional. Like, like, what, what, why do I have to watch what I say? Why do I have to not be an asshole when I'm drinking out downtown Fayetteville? Right. And it's like, even as you mature, it's like, no, a steward of the profession means that when they find out that you're in the army and you're acting like an asshole, like we talked about earlier, now we're all assholes. I just made the entire veteran community assholes because I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be special. I wanted to be triggered. Okay. So JC, tell us about uh, the business you started, where they could people and go to it and, uh, and how I know we do have some, obviously you were an important person in the military. Well, not really, nobody really is except for like one guy. Um, but like, so how do we get what you, your company and what you're working for, how do we get that into the army? Because I know Jeff wants to bring MAT into the Army because it's better than anything else that you can do, right? It's like, how do we get it there? So so what I'm trying to do now is is connect with folks that, you know, I don't know if anybody here knows Rob Chapa, but Rob is, uh, he was a brigade commander in the military. He was a, he's a badass dude. And now he is the executive director of the National Infantry Association. And I talked to him yesterday because... He was an, an innovative guy from the time he started, uh, you know, doing what he's doing. Um, and the Army's got to get away from check the block PowerPoint briefs and start doing some 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 training that actually, you know, and I know that there's great commanders out there. There's great NCOs who are doing great, great training. But we've got to uh, we've got to talk to everybody we can to bring virtual reality, which is the next step in how we train, um, you know, that we've just got to continue to beat the drum. So I'm hoping this summer to head to Benning and, and head to Fort Jackson and start to, you know, knock on doors and get people interested in this. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think this is really important. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, so Rob Chapa, you know, I talked to him for an hour yesterday and I'm like, we got to do this and he agrees. So, 
you know, um, I've got a, I got a call in to, you know, Dave Hodney and I served in the regiment together and I reach out to him to see if he'd uh, do something. That's him. You're mute. I can't hear you. I said, Colonel Chapa, we need your help. Let's go. Hey, He's on General. it. General. Hey, Hodney, Dave Hodney. Right we there. need you. Yep. We need help, man. We need help. Get and, uh, in the army. Hey, and Dan Hendricks. And Dan Hendricks, who's the Sergeant Major of Tradoc, who I served with in AWG, um, he's a really hard guy to get a hold of. I, I, I just, I think if they see it and they experience it, they'll go, hey, it, I don't know that it's the answer. Nothing is the answer. It's all part of an answer. And we- system, complex system. It, it is, it is. It's yeah. got it, and it's got to be holistic. And we've got to, you know, I have been very transparent about my issues. Because I hope that it helps other people be transparent about what they're going through. But I'll tell you that, you know, I got a buddy who's the, who's the press secretary at the VA now. And Terrence Hayes, awesome dude. Awesome dude. I, I love him to death. Um, and I told him kind of a negative experience I had at the VA when, when I was in crisis. The answer was, well, what, do you, what medications are you taking? I only take one medicine. And I told him, and I told him the dose, and it's really small. And they're like, well, we got to up that. That's the first thing. I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a pill. Right. I mean, that's, it, it's almost like, you know, and, and I'm probably getting off topic here. This will probably get, I hope this gets everybody going, but. No, it's good. It's good. We're definitely not getting off topic. That's one of the biggest we things. We talk about that pushing. shit all the time on the show. Pills don't, yeah. pills don't clean, don't, don't help it. Well, let, let's, let's use an example that affects everybody in this, in the world, the COVID vaccine. Everybody is rushing to get what they think is a magic shot. Though what we don't talk about is physical fitness, you know, ob obesity being an issue and even the vaccine not working if you're obese. Uh, we've talked about that. Yeah. What did right? the book, hey, Joe, what did the book of Earl say about coronavirus? Remember? Uh, yeah. It says, I'm not going to judge. It says, I'm not going to judge you, but coronavirus will judge your fat ass. <laughs> that's that's spot on gentlemen that's verbatim i remember that one so so i think that we we're always looking for the for the magic the silver bullet as opposed to hey some of these conversations are hard and they're difficult and silver bullet not, gary Busey. i'm sorry it was a great movie it, it's not it's not in a pill it's not in a shot it's in it's in holistic well-being it's in being you know physically fit it's about eating right it's about you know, you know, being mindful. It's, I mean, there's, there, it's, it's, it's all encompassing. And, and I, and the idea of our, you know, eight second attention span um, of, well, let's get a fix and then we're good. Well, but why shouldn't you just be excited about, look, I'm going to go be healthy because I need to have a healthy lifestyle. I'm not saying you shouldn't get the shot. Go ahead, get the shot if that's what you want to do. But I'm saying that that's not that shouldn't be your answer, and that and upping my medication shouldn't be the answer. I was able, and and this is where Joe, like I'll tell you, the the woman that helped me, Doctor Doctor Nelson, um, she she's never been to combat, but she was the first psych that I met who was like who listened, who asked questions, who didn't say like, oh well, you know, because there's the bins, right? You're you have guilt. Okay. No, I don't have any guilt. Okay. You have God syndrome. Nope. I don't have that. Well, then you have this. So no, I don't have that. Right. She's the first one that she said, so talk to me about what's bothering you. 
And when I said, I want to get off, off all this medicine, and I was on 24 different medications, 24. And some of them just counteracted the side effects of the ones that I was on. I would squat yeah. and I would piss my pants, right? I, I, I couldn't control my bowels. And she said, okay, this is what I want you to do. And this is how I want you, you know, what she got me involved, you know, read these books. So I understood that it's a physiological pro problem, not a mental, pro right? If we have mental problems, there's, there's, dark, there's darkness in solution, right? We, we, we can't understand mental. It's, it's feelings, it's emotion. It's a physiological problem. We have, we have synapses that were connected in combat. And if you have, if you tear your ACL, you go through, nobody says, oh, wow, you're fucked up. They go, all right, you get it repaired. You, you work on it. You do rehab. It's the same thing with our brains. It's a physiological problem, not a mental problem. And we've got to start. There, there shouldn't be this, this stigma around it. There's no stigma when a guy gets fucking turf toe, right? It's like, oh, he's got turf toe. He's out for two games. Again, hey, there's, there's, some, there's some things that aren't connecting in the most optimal way. There's, there's proven ways that we can reconnect ourselves. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to have you on again. Um, normally we'll let the, the podcast run for a while, but uh, it's my birthday and he's got to pay for golf. So uh, ah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Big four zero is coming. Um, anyway, my five zero is this week. There you go. There you go. Uh, what, what day? Joe, what Joe brought up when Buddy was gone. What, what Joe Me brought too, up brother. Was... Same birthday. March All 31st. Right. 31st. Nice. Four hours away from being born on April Fool's. Thank God. You know how many douchebags we would have had to put up with our whole lives? Oh my I got God. you a you present, fight, April Fool's. Fighter, like, I got you a freaking present. I'm oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah. So what, what Joe brought up when Buddy was gone, and uh, you know he gave you some kudos, Buddy, which never happens to you on this show, so it sucks that you missed it. Um, but he actually said good job to you and that you motivate him. And uh, actually, motivation is the wrong word, as uh, JC would tell you. You inspire him. Okay, so... Uh, all right. Now I gotta watch this show again from the beginning. Damn yeah. It. So uh, <laughs> what? What we it was. It was. It was lovely. If you like will. I, said, I'll, I can change the host, and you guys can keep this going if you want. I don't know if Chris has something to do as well, but um, you know, we're gonna know if you're real or not. All right, we're gonna know it. That's why we love this community. This community, you're gonna say something stupid, and it's gonna get called out. All right, and we're gonna be like, "Now nah, that's not it." Right, and so. Like Jeff said, it's about leadership and accountability, all right? And we we need to run this program. And JC, thank you so much for coming on the show because you're an authentic leader, all right? And that's something that can be learned by everybody. But if you're just checking the block and you're just saying things because you're supposed to say it, if you're just doing the push-ups, all right, it's not authentic, all right? You really don't care and we can see right through you. Right. And that's why it's the beauty of the show. It's rare that we have a fake person on the show, um, but because they're scared of us, they know that they're going to get called out. Um, so thanks for being real. Thanks for what you do. Um, thank you for your service. And <laughs> I know you love that. But um, no, it's it, it's a lot of veterans need to hear it, that the, the outside world doesn't owe you shit. All right. And as your military service has made you strong and resilient and all that kind of stuff, it still doesn't define who you are. All right. It's it's. It's not the role in life that you're going to play right now. That's you're playing a different one. And uh, so thank you for coming on the show. And I want to give Jeff the last word because he pays for the show. And um, that's what we do. Cool. And, no, but he, he says all these big doctor words about brain and stuff like that. <laughs> people, people don't get it. All right. Take care of your fucking body. It's in a whole system. 
The whole system has to change. If you just like, he works when he was fixing my knee, you know, he was digging, you know, on the backside of my hip. He didn't even touch my fucking knee. Right. Because the whole system was wrong. Something in my body was causing the pain to come out right there. Right. But it wasn't the knee. The knee was just taking the brunt. So explain that. I'll take, uh, those are more of Greg Roscoff's word. who's uh, one of my mentors, but, um, you know, you're only, you're only as good as the worst part of the interrelated system. So when you have knee pain, it's not the knee that's really the problem. It's somewhere else. And that goes for the autoimmune system with the neuromuscular system. It's so interconnected. You can't, and we can test it, which is cool, but we, we can show the body stress. By the way, we, we test a muscle. It's strong. We have you smoke a blunt. We have you drink a beer. That's an inhibitor. It shuts down muscle function. Cool. Now we know that that thing's actually too stressful for you. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't, but that, that has nothing to do with muscle function as we would think, but it's your autoimmune system, which is over the top of that thing. So it's all interrelated. And, um, Mr. Glitz, exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the body is so interconnected. You can't, you can't parse it out. You can't say that it's just a muscle problem because you have pain and tightness. That could be totally emotional. That's, yeah, that's I, I, I would love to, to, you know, offline, just talk to you about some of that stuff. And, yes, and, absolutely. And that's why he sponsors the show. So people can know who he is. Uh, like, <laughs> no, it's not even about me. They it's told, about MAT. Yeah. They, they just, there's practitioners all across the country. They told yeah. me that I, I needed a knee replacement. They wouldn't do it until I was 50. So I'm like, so then what do I do? They're like, well, you're probably just going to get chapter out of the army. I was like, that's not happening. Right. Like, and so I go see Jeff and within, after one hour, I was running seven minute miles again after one hour. Like I literally couldn't even walk downstairs. I go out to California. He fixes my knee and there I'm running again. And, and, and the like, key is that it's holistic. Like you say, holistic, JC, yes. it's sustainable. It's the not a pill. It's not something you've got to, it, it's organic. It's internal and all that stuff's interconnected, multifaceted problem. And I love how it, it the show actually lines up the way we talk about it. Everybody's got a different spin on getting to the same end line because there's multi-faceted issues that need to be attacked as such. You don't change, you don't change the end state. All right. You just embrace the ambiguity of the mission. Right. So you you, you might think you're going to do it this way. You still keep the goal there, but it might change the way you're going to accomplish it. So, and and there's a whole bunch of ways to accomplish the end state. And that's what, so, so what I got excited about with the VR stuff is there's plenty of people go, yeah, this is stupid. I don't want to do it. That's fine. Okay. But there's a whole bunch of people, younger people who are going to go, holy shit, this is, this is really cool. I want to try this. And if we get you to try it, th- then we're one step closer. Yep. And, and that's, yep. that we've just got to continue to whatever the, whatever the methodology is, whichever way we want to do it. And that's the, that's the humbling part, right? Is, and something that the military has never been good about is the humility part, right? There's a million different ways to get there and it's okay for it not to be your way. For sure. Beautifully hey, so, said. Yeah, beautifully said. Hey, again, pleasure having you on. Buddy, thanks for, you know, being in your car and uh, not, not being allowed in your house again. That's okay. Um, big shout out to Chris, all right, behind the scenes. Thanks for all the work you do. And big shout out to our moderators. Kevin's on the page right now helping out. And uh, big shout out to Jeff. Now remember, if you're in Ventura, all right, go see him. All right, um, he lives by the beach. It's cool, whatever. All right, so we make more money than us, whatever. Okay, but um, we love him for it. We we want to be surrounded by people who are successful, and we want to promote people, make your lives better. Okay, so 
if, if alcohol ruins you, don't do it. Okay. However, they give it to us for free. So we say their name. All right. 10th Mountain Bourbon, BTT code. All right. If you have a problem with alcohol, just fucking stop drinking. All right. It's that simple. And then Cardinal Financial, shout out again. I know you Perry, heard it real bad. You can find the classic. Yeah. Yeah. The big shout out to Perry is uh, Perry's our tech guy as well on the VTT side. And we're on shop. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on every whatever. We're on every platform. I don't even know what a podcast is. I didn't even realize I was doing a podcast. I thought I was doing a Zoom call. But it turns out it's a podcast. So thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for watching Gruntworks. Thanks for uh, BTT. The family's always there. We'll take care of you. Go to shop.veterantrashtalk.com and buy the button. The pages will continue till morale improves. Right? And it's a beautiful. Right. See, where's the there he is right party? there. He's right, right there. Hey, you guys uh, enjoy your day and uh, I'm going to go golf. Happy birthday. Happy brother. birthday.